Hello listeners, welcome back for another entry into My Sister Made Me View It, currently covering Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson. My name is Megan and I should be cooking dinner. My name is Emily and I should be working on my book. But instead... Instead... We're making a podcast. We're making a podcast! Hi, listeners. Welcome back to another day reading Oathbringer. I can't believe we're in the 20s already. I can't believe it either. Like the mid-20s. Yeah. So today we will be covering chapter 24, Men of Blood and Sorrow. Chapter 25, The Girl Who Looked Up. And chapter 26, Blackthorn Unleashed. Emily, what is your first thoughts on today's chapters we got so much information i am loving this i mean like we've had to do so much world building i feel like you know in way of kings it took a long time before we were able to really get into kind of the background and the story we start getting it more in words of radiance but here it's just like brandon sanderson it's just like handing out like handfuls of knowledge and it's wonderful Mm-hmm. So we got to see some both present and past Dalinar chapters. Um, but Emily, could you start us off reading the epigraph to 24? Yes. I have no doubt that you are smarter than I. I can only relate what happened, what I have done, and then let you draw conclusions. From Oathbringer Preface. Mm-hmm. So we are in Eurythiru. Dalinar's hanging out outside one of the Oath Gates. And he's having, he's doing some considering. What's he, what's he thinking about? What's he thinking he's about? thinking about his wife. My his wife. His wife. <laughs> so not all of his memories have come back. What does he Mm-mm. remember? He remembers, uh, he remembered her name earlier. And now he's starting to sort of remember what she looked like, kind of who her family was. Um, why she became, like, kind of her history, her background, mm-hmm. how she came to be his wife. Um, there's not much more about her specifically, but, I mean, more than what he had before, which was nothing, and now it's something. <laughs> and we kind of get it clearly spelled out for the first time what he believes happens when he spoke to the Night Watcher is that he asked for his pain about Evie to be taken away, and he assumed that the Night Watcher took his memories. Mm-hmm. But the he'll be talking with Navani later about specifics of that. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, Emily, who's he waiting for by the Oath Gates? Blah. His best da- friend. Danger, danger, <laughs> danger, Will Smith. Uh, Tara frickin' Vangian. Tara freaking Vangian's here, along and, with Adratasia and a couple other attendants, and a surprise a person. New radiant. A radiant Malata. Um, it's, it's, <sighs> hey, he's got, he's got a radiant. And, and Navani's like, I don't know how I feel about her, but I'm sure the Spren wouldn't choose someone terrible that part oh my gosh i i love this because okay listen even though she works for terry what's her name malata what's her name Uh uh-huh yeah malata i immediately was like i like her but she works for terry vangian and so i'm hoping that we're gonna get her on our side but like i again i love how Okay, it was when Shalon was talking with Adolin and she was like, oh, this man has just like grabbed onto the first hypothesis and not let it go, which is something that like trips up a lot of scientists. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that with Navani is she is so wise and so learned about when it comes to Fabrials and, you know, things like that in her wheelhouse because things always follow a certain pattern, I'm assuming, when she, as a scientist, as an inventor. And I think that might be a downfall of hers if Malata ends up being not great. But yeah, how Navani's just like, no, she has a sprint. Obviously, she's a good person. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, so Dalinar and Teravangian are riding up in the elevator together. And Emily, do you think Teravangian is playing a part or is this one of his 
lesser intelligence days. I think he's playing a part. I think okay. he has to in order to keep the relationship with Dalinar. See, I think it actually might be a lesser intelligence day with Adratasia oh. like checking him and touching his arm and stuff. Mm. I could see that. But at the same time, I feel like I keep underestimating Taravangian. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep doing that. Uh, Taravangian's here because he's like, oh, Dalinar, I know what you're planning to do. Which country are we attacking first? That's right. Uh, and <laughs> Dalinar's like, oh, people only see me as a conqueror. <laughs> Wah. They think I'm still a murderer. <laughs> <sighs> Also, hold on, there was one part that I, I was reading this when I was hanging out at Megan's house, and <laughs> back with, you know, because Teravangian is acting very fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, in Alethkar, this man would never have been able to hold a throne after the apoplexy struck him. An unscrupulous family would have removed him by assassination. In other families, someone would have challenged him for his throne. He'd have been forced to fight or abdicate, or... Well, someone might have muscled him out of power and acted like king in all but name. And then Dalinar feels guilty about that because that's freaking what he did already. That's what he did to Elkhart. <laughs> hmm. Poor Elkhart. Poor Elkhart. So when they get to the top of the elevator, mm-hmm. Navani's there. And they're, they're, you know, everybody's getting like a brief tour. But Dalinar confides into Navani. It's like... <laughs> Is he actually, is, will Teravangian actually be a useful ally? Hmm. Sorry, are you asking me that or are you? Oh, no, that's, that's them. That's them talking between themselves. Mm-hmm. Emily, do you think Teravangian will be a useful ally? How much is, is he going to help? How much is he going to hinder? Is he planning to kill Dalinar since sending Zeth to do it has failed? Here's my knee-jerk reaction is he will be a good ally up until the point that he needs to be the conqueror himself. Like, I think that is how he is going to lull Dalinar and Navani into complacency and again playing up the, oh, poor me, I'm so frail and I'm so all of these things. And and, and not that, like, people will... What's the word I'm looking for? He is going to use this to his advantage. I do not trust this man at all. At all. And I love that nobody else knows that he's basically a snake in the grass. Uh-huh. Like, I absolutely adore this plot point. Because Dalinar has just welcomed this doddering, frail, old king with open arms and this old king just happens by luck by happenstance but it totally makes sense the way it happened to now also be king of yakoved and i'm wondering how many just countries i just wonder how many countries teravangian is going to um conquer before dalinar's like wait a second hang on <laughs> Uh, it's true. I bested the Azish Emperor of Poetry. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned what kind of radiant Matala is. The newest radiant is, well, it says a releaser, dust bringer, though they don't like the term. She claims her friend told her that he rubbed his chin. I don't like how she smiles. But like, I just, all of a sudden, I just like immediately want Malata to be cool i want her to be cool and chill and like awesome cool she's a middle-aged woman Mm -hmm. which we haven't seen many of those i mean like dalinar technically is middle-aged i suppose navani polona but you're right just those two oh sorry i meant as a i meant as a a radiant oh as a radiant yes i mean there was the older cobbler who but he's dead listeners uh a look into our mom currently reading uh words of radiance she has gotten to the first set of interludes and she is really upset at the person she's dubbed the justice guy (laughs) uh she doesn't know how the justice guy can ever be redeemed for killing yim like that and then she turns around and says (laughs) and i just feel so 
badly for that poor boy who had to kill the king. And I'm like, I've got to tell her Seth is 37. She has to know. <laughs> oh, I love that. She's she's having a good time. It's been fun mm-hmm. talking to her about that. She is really worried about Shalene. Shalene. Yes. Shalene is worrying her. Um, and Kaladin. And Kaladin. Um, and she wants Adeline to get his act together. Listeners, we've we've mentioned the correct pronunciations to her, but I think <laughs> it's just this is this is my same mom who called Camp Cretaceous Camp Crustacean for like the three years <laughs> I worked on it. It just sticks in your brain one way. Yeah. So Jalinar is talking with Navani while while the Carbronth Yakovetian crew are getting their tour. And Dalinar has a little, he's thinking about a day on the battlefield when he'd almost let his jealousy of his brother over Navani lead him to do something horrible. But Mm -hmm. now he's remembering Evie's part in that memory. Yeah, Um, and and Navani's kind of freaked out. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Saying her presence colored the old crusty memories of those war days with his brother. And Navani's not freaked out by this, but, and not curious is too soft a word for this she basically what's happening she's intrigued um she has looked at over 300 examples of people who went to the night watcher and she's like the the boon or the curse that they received lasted until their death there was nothing that ever ever changed what happened and so all of a sudden here's delinar remembering his wife oh no guess what i just thought of What'd you just think of? What if... What if these aren't memories of his wife? What if these are... his? He's being mind-whammied and his, he's got fake memories. Are you saying he's being shown a secret wife he didn't even know about? He didn't even know that. Well, here's, what, here's, here's a terrible theory that I hope is not true. That the woman whose memory is coming through... Mm-hmm. that that's not really his wife, that he still can't remember his wife. Okay. But that someone is replacing his memories with someone else. Like because weird the, stuff is happening in your Thiru. Like the not them from the Magnus archives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Write it down in your predictions notebook underneath <laughs> the rift. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is, this is going to be Emily's whole... Oathbringer notebook one the rift two evie question mark question mark question mark <laughs> but yeah she she asked delinar like hey check with the Stormfather again because that's like her only theory right now is like that his his relationship with the Stormfather is doing this and the Stormfather rumbled why would she want me to say more i have spoken and spren do not change like men this is not my doing it is not the bond he says it's not him, Dalinar said. He's annoyed at you for asking again. So they they kind of branch off of that talking about how, okay, well, the Night Watcher is a spren. Mm-hmm. And she, like, the way that she sees the deal must have been different from the way that you saw the deal. Because it's very unfair that she's erased your memory of the terms of the deal. Because mm-hmm. everyone else that Navani has realized, they know their boon and their curse. And Delinar thought he knew his boon and his curse. Well, apparently he does not. What? Well, I'm thinking about Lyft and how uh-huh. the thing that she requested from the Night Watcher has been interpreted in a new way. Mm. I wonder if maybe... Maybe Dalinar's request, it's not as painful anymore. Like, time has healed the wound that he didn't want, maybe? My wound? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Yasna has been trying to get information from the Palineum. Of course, they're very busy relaying information to a lot of different people. The fact that Teravangian's here has given her some leverage, and she's like, oh, you should go in person. Yasna always said that, and she pauses because she thinks Yasna is still when? dead. When is Yasna coming what back? What is taking Get Yasna so long? When? Self back to Eurythiru. Get Emily here. 
when, if ever, are we going to see the details if of ever. this happy reunion? I, I'm asking you to guess. Okay. Uh, Brandon, if you make me wait till the end of the book, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, like, how close to the Sanderlanch do you think would Yasna return? Because Yasna's on the cover of the book. She's, right, that's why I'm like, I was waiting for, like, points of view from her. Well, in your theory, we are getting her diary book. So we that's could true. technically, potentially be getting points of view from her all the time. I'm going to say that... Uh, listen, I want her here sooner, but what I'm afraid of is that she will be part of the Sanderlanch, that whenever she returns, she'll have some vital piece of information that we will need in order to fight or win the day or whatever. Uh-huh. Or, oh, she's going to come with vital information that Teravangian's a jerk. Does she know Teravangian's a jerk? No, but I feel like Wit would know that. I don't know Whit why. would probably know that. Yeah. Speaking of Teravangian being a jerk. Uh-huh. <sighs> he talks about some of the other different royalties. Is that what you're going to talk about? I was going to lead into that where he's just like, okay, who else is coming? Like, basically, Teravangian is envisioning, like, a council of all the leaders of the world so he can assassinate all of them when they show up. At least that's my theory. But he's just like, oh, and we're missing so many because the assassin, the Shin assassin, basically. Okay, let me get my thoughts together. Teravangian's like, who else is coming? And they have to break it to him that, like, you're the only one that's, like, really responded yet. Here's what everyone else has said. And what is it? Thylena means they've only exchanged communications on five separate occasions in each when the queen has dodged our request. Azir has been even more stubborn. Eerie dismissed us almost outright. And they're just saying like nobody else is answering. The Shin sent only a quick reply to congratulate us, whatever that means. Hateful people, Teravangian said, murdering so many worthy monarchs. It was you, sir. It was you. A thing, a stuff. Yes. A point out. Obviously, Teravangian being like, oh, the Shin are terrible. They killed so many people. Like, I think that's too, that's what we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. What did the Shin send congratulations about? I don't know. It probably has something to do with Zeth. Yeah, it could be the the Radiance returning or you found your Thiru. Congratulations. Oh, like, Oh, that's true. They could have been your Thiru. But like... From what I have gathered from the Shin, they were the ones that told Zeth that, like, the Radiance could never have returned. So I I don't think that's what they're congratulating them on. All right. Oh, but one of the responses that they've received is from Tezim the Great. And basically, this man and the country believes that he is a god. And the uh-huh. response that they get back is basically, let's see. Read read his response. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a warning, Navani read, from Tezim, Tezim the Great, last and first man, herald of heralds and bearer of the oath pact. His grandness, immortality, and power be praised. Lift up your heads and hear, men of the East, of your God's proclamation. None are radiant but him. His fury is ignited by your pitiful claims and your unlawful capture of his holy city is an act of rebellion, depravity, and wickedness. Open your gates, men of the east, to his righteous soldiers and deliver unto him your spoils. Renounce your foolish claims and swear yourselves to him. The judgment of the final storm has come to destroy all men, and only his path will lead to deliverance. He deigns to send you this single mandate and will not speak it again. Even this is far above what your carnal natures deserve. Well, he seems nice. Whoa. (laughs) What's up with that guy? Herald of Heralds and Keeper of the Oath Pact. Here's the thing. Uh So my initial knee-jerk reaction is, well, this dude is crazy and people have just, like, agreed with him. Like, hey, yeah, you're the god. We're going to do what you say. Okay, I'm not saying he is a god, but I'm saying he could be. And that outsiders that don't understand. outsider! Yeah. The outsiders that don't understand, that may be a mistake. I mean, maybe 
he has information that we don't and he has greater insight into stuff that we don't have insight into i i mean i what i got from this is he's is he asking them to give urethiro to him yes okay it's he says it's his holy city so i'm thinking maybe as a way to get rid of him if we need to get rid of him is to say hey you can have Urethiru and then bring him here and then whatever creepy ass ghost that is haunting the halls will kill him and we'll be done with it. Okay. Fingies crossed. <laughs> so the options are this man is insane. Yes. This man is a god. Uh-huh. Give me another option. Those are the only two I had. Hold on. <laughs> Great. I think of more. Um... <gasps> What if he's a herald? What if he is a herald? What if he is a herald? He says he's the herald of heralds. Is this Yezrian? Rafo? <laughs> okay. Another possibility. He is a radiant from the last desolations. That's hmm. long lived because of his sprint. We don't know how long a radiant can last. That's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've got... Telenolat, who's, you know, pretty out of it from being in hell for 5,000 years, who knows how, like, a normal person would react to, like, living for so long. So if it is a radiant, stands to reason that he's a little delusional. Like, we've seen uh, Nalen was not handling things well. No, he wasn't. <sighs> and Emily. Yes. Is he not done? Do we see You've... him again? You've missed a couple heralds in the reading <gasps> so far. What? And I didn't point what? them out to you. What? But I did point them. <laughs> are you serious? Why are you telling me this now? Um, because I want you to pay harder attention. Nail is not the only radiant. I mean, the only herald out there. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not fair and I have to read 3,000 pages again to see where I missed them. Is, is the guy from the Pure Lakes is not one of the heralds. (laughs) (laughs) Vasher. Is Vasher one of them? No. Okay. I did remember him. You did remember him. Mm -hmm. Although it is possible I don't know exactly how the timelines would work, but I think it's possible for Vasher to have met a herald before. Okay. If a well, no, I guess just a shard blade inspired uh, night blood. I don't, I don't think. Well, it would have had to be an alive shard blade that inspired night blood. Mm-hmm. So he would have had to have been around him and his band of merry five yeah. over the last desolation. So yes, Emily, I believe you've besides nail. You've definitely seen three heralds. Three. Maybe a fourth. Uh, see, this is not fair. This is not fair that people just walk around pretending to be somebody else, just getting on the internet and lying about lives. things. <laughs> um, Mom has spotted them. Are you serious? Ah! <laughs> uh, how? Not... not- not super like this person's definitely a herald but mom will be like this person's weird and i've told mom when she's found a herald (laughs) because because she's not being paid to not know anything (laughs) for a podcast so don't talk to mom about heralds she may not remember that i've told her this but just in case i don't want her to tell you who the heralds were that she's seen i'll be careful when i ask her questions I can't okay. believe mom figured it out before I did. Well, I definitely told her. <laughs> like, like she didn't be like, that's a herald. <laughs> she was like, who is that? And I'm like, that's actually one of the people from the beginning of the book. Ugh. Fine. Sorry. Do you, listeners, write in, tell us, should I tell Emily which heralds she's seen already? See, I thought the way that this was going is that we were going to meet one herald per book so we got to Lenala in book one we got okay. Nalen in book two and i've just been waiting for the herald of book three to show up 
maybe I'm lying to you. Maybe. And maybe it's this guy. Maybe this guy is actually a herald. Uh, if it's Teravangian, I'm going to be peeved. Teravangian is not a herald. Thank you. That's all I wanted. He is He is not one of the nine people from the beginning. Right. So speaking of Teravangian, now that it's been revealed to him that he's their only ally, he immediately goes into, well, who are we attacking first? Like immediately, immediately. Yep. Yep. And then Dalinar thinks about it for the briefest second. Mm -hmm. He's like, once we get Kolinar, people wouldn't be able to stand against us and the Voidbringers. We could conquer people for their own good. Yeah, that. It's like, buddy, stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then how far would he go for all of Roshar? Yeah. How far would he go to prepare them for the coming of the enemy? A champion with nine shadows. Yeah. I yeah. will unite instead of divide. Uh-oh, Emily. Is is Dalinar going to go back to what works for him? I don't know. I don't know. And we won't find out for a while because it's Shalon's chapter now. Tell me about <laughs> the girl who looked up. Uh, give me the epigraph. I will confess my murders before you. Most painfully, I have killed someone who loved me dearly. From Oathbringer Preface. Who did Yasna kill? <sighs> Was it Ivory? Did she kill Ivory? Did we see Ivory since she's been back? Rafo? Oh, no. <laughs> I can't remember. It was too long ago. Writers, write in. <laughs> Listeners, Listeners, write in. in. Brandon, Listeners, don't listen write in. in. We don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell us. Brandon, who definitely listens to our <laughs> podcast, don't write in. Keep working on Stormlight Five, man. <laughs> You're doing great. We'll get there eventually, sir. We'll just keep reading. Uh, so Shalon is exploring Eurythiru mm-hmm. under Dalinar's she, orders. Yes. Under Dalinar's orders. Mm-hmm. And she's also supposed to practice. Now, uh, one of the great things about light weaving is she's able to reclaim a portion of what she uses to light weave. Mm-hmm. So she she isn't just burning up a whole bag of spheres on this. She ends up in a theater. And after trying to explain to Pattern what a play is, she decides to re-put on a play she remembers from her childhood. And over the course of the play, and I'll let you talk more about it, but over the course of the play, we see her level up her skills mm-hmm. where she's able to do, to produce light weavings of things she hasn't drawn. So she's finding a way around her previous personal blocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, what were you going to say? I just like that pattern uh, categorized a play as like a group lie. Or like it is, you know, you're, you're like, I've been in a few community productions and you know i'm i'm dressed up as a gorilla for tarzan or i'm a fish in the little mermaid and like this is so stupid but like i'm not a fish in real life but like once you're on what (laughs) (laughs) since when that is brand new information (laughs) but the idea is like if you're in the audience and you see someone on stage in the little mermaid acting like a fish you're just like, I believe this. I believe that you are the fish or I believe that you are the little mermaid or I believe all of these things, even though it's not true. And so I love patterns like a way of thinking about these stories because mm-hmm. we're telling stuff that's not true, but everyone just accepts it as gospel, you know. Before we get too deep into this, mm-hmm. tell me about the weird picture. Oh, in the front of the chapter? It's yeah. like, it's like, it's a bunch of like skeletal horses or like starving horses, like getting sucked down a whirlpool drain. How many horse heads are there? Oh, not, oh. not the little ones around the edge. I mean, in the main squirrel, oh. how many horse heads One, are there? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, are those the shadows? Are those the nine shadows? The Rainbow. nine ring wraiths of Mordor? <laughs> Yes, those are the Mordor <laughs> yeah. ring wraiths. It's a crossover. Brandon surprised everyone by just out of the blue pulling Lord of the Rings characters into this. Apparently, there's an ambitious an oath gate crossover. At the top of, yeah, there's an oath gate at the top of Gondor, and things just <laughs> fall into the Stormlight Archive. That one makes for such a fun fanfic. 
Shallan is dressed as Vale, but mm-hmm. she hasn't light woven Vale's face yet. She's currently just Shallan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Yurithiru, huge. Absolutely ginormous. Yeah. And, of course, it it turns out they've got... It's not just a utilitarian city. They have places for entertainment, like this theater. Yeah, yeah. And she... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you to, to summarize the girl who looked up to tell us about it. Um, Just briefly, the play is there is a girl who lives in a village, and there's this huge wall that everyone's like, it keeps us safe from what is beyond the wall. And she's she just keeps asking, what is there, what is there, what is there, until one day she decides to find out. And so she climbs the wall. And I... <laughs> I really enjoyed the way Shalon portrayed this is because she portrayed the wall as just like, like continuously, like, how do I, how do I explain this? Basically, Brandon set it up. So I'm like, I could see, I could see someone putting this play on. Like, it's basically like it's a a scroll. So you don't Mm -hmm. see the whole wall at once and it scrolls higher or lower Mm -hmm. as like a fancy backdrop. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, I could see someone actually pulling this play off. Um, So the girl is climbing the wall and she gets over the side and she realizes basically that the wall has been built to keep her, like that her people are the ones that everyone is afraid of. And Shallan kind of cuts the play short, but lets Pattern know that the girl goes down to the other side of the village where they're living. There's like Stormlight and the girl steals Stormlight and takes it back. And I'm hoping this isn't the last we hear of this because I would really like to hear like Hoyd tell the story of m- the girl with more, who up. Yeah, with more details. Um, because basically Shallan just doesn't get fed up but she's just kind of like what am i doing and she's like uh it's just a play it's it's it doesn't mean anything yeah she's she it's not fun for her anymore so she's gonna pause and do something else and so not only has she been light weaving so it's very funny like there's stuff she intentionally does like assigning faces from her sketchbook to people in the play she makes kaladin a fruit seller she makes pomona a mother um, which, is there any sort of subconscious reasoning to this that she yeah, wants Kaladin's yeah. delicious fruits and she sees Pomona as a mothering figure to herself? I don't know. I'm reading too much <laughs> into this play. But we do have to take into account what Shalon's subconscious is doing mm-hmm. because she turns around and she has light woven an audience mm-hmm. without meaning to. So yeah. she has she has power beyond what she lets herself do what she lets herself accomplish um and then she keeps remembering that she would like to block these things out (laughs) but as she vanishes the whole audience not everyone is gone (laughs) what's that i hated it i hated it so much this is my worst nightmare (sighs) it's like okay more than closing a mirror and seeing someone there (laughs) yes i was about to say haunting of hill house there is there are ghosts throughout the whole show that don't do anything they're just in the background but they're stationed in such a way that like unless you know where they are you can't see them and just the idea of ghosts watching don't like it she summons pattern as her shard blade and transforms herself into radiant capital Mm -hmm. r yeah Um, that is the that is the aspect of Shallan that is good at fighting and good in a crisis and what you should be as a radiant Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that in chasing after this figure she doesn't use Vale who's good at this rough and tumble sort of thing but Shallan decides to be radiant instead and I mean I know you've read beyond what I have read but why do you think she chose that in this moment rather than Vale, who who was a little more rough and tumble. Uh, I think Shalon's like, Vale chases human criminals, and that is a magic criminal. <laughs> uh, and as she chases it, she runs into this room that is completely full of many Shalons. Mm-hmm. Just <sighs> a whole room of Shalons of different ages, of Vale in her coat. Shalon is a child. Shalon is a soldier. Shalon is a mother. Emily. Did Shallan make this or did the shadow make this? Um, my, sorry, where, where is that? Sorry, this is, this is literally, it's such a throwaway thing. And then she doesn't think about it again because mm -hmm. it's Shallan. But this is just after she, uh, forms her shard blade. 
and runs. There's just one paragraph that's like, hey, there's 50 shallots here. It's probably not important, though. <laughs> I see that. I think it was the, she she later calls it a spren. Um, because as she's chasing, later she chases the spren into, like, she hears someone yelling. Turns out, Rock has been attacked. Thank goodness he's fine. But he gets stabbed right through the hand. And I hope it's Shallan, not his cooking hand. Right? And Shalon realizes... Oh, I stabbed a horn eater through the hand. And so there's that pattern again. Like, first we have Adolin killing Sadius, and then someone else was killed in the same manner. And then we heard about the other murder with the copycat, and now this attack with this copycat. I think it was the spren that, like, threw up all of those illusions. Um, it's copying what Shallan did. Hey, Emily. Megan. Is it when one of we the were- radiants? No, it's not a herald. <laughs> herald. <laughs> when we were at the end of Words of Radiance and we were talking about your predictions for Oathbringer and you said, I think there's a ghost in Eurothiru that makes people murder. The Discord flipped out. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not someone that makes people murder, but We've noticed this being, this spread, whatever it is, it's copycatting mm-hmm. violence in Eurothiru. Yeah. So it did not make Adolin kill Sadius, but it copied Adolin's murder of yeah. Sadius. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's a spread that's not used to violence and it doesn't know what it is. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, I'm trying to copycat these humans and what they do, not realizing that, like, you're causing pain and hurt. Yeah. Is this an outward spren? Is this something Shalon is doing with her powers? Is Ooh. this a, is it a ghost? Is it a spren? Is it a magic? We don't know yet. Yes, Emily. Well, I'm wondering if it is something that Shalon is causing that she doesn't know she's causing. That uh-huh. makes sense in so much that like, she maybe it's her trying to like work through the fact that she murdered both of her parents that like random murder random violence could happen to anyone um there is a bit here where someone approaches veil and is like did you do this yeah and it very specifically says it 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 wasn't me veil said mm-hmm. yeah it and when she's chasing the spren she answers only as radiant like we find out mm-hmm. that i don't know if we found this out before maybe i just wasn't paying attention but pattern can speak to shallan telepathically like pattern yes. thinks something at did we already know that i think we we knew that that he do you know what I don't think that was pointed out very well because Sill mostly speaks aloud. Oh, do you know what? No. When Sill is a weapon, when Sill is a blade, she speaks in Kaladin's mind instead of out loud. Oh, okay. So once Shallan has summoned her shard blade, she hears Pattern's voice in her head instead of as an external conversation. So here's my question. And again, this is Uh probably getting into weird territory, but when she becomes someone else, I don't think she should have access to pattern because she's completely fallen into the idea or role of I am now, Mm -hmm. I am now uh, like veil. You don't think veil should be a radiant. Right. Or, you know, even though she, she's just like, I am now radiant brightness or whatever. Like it's Shalon is the one who has pattern. Pattern is the one who chose Shalon. And I get why. I get why he sticks with those other, like, extensions of herself because they're lies. And, like, that totally feeds his, like, obsession with lies or, you know, that sort of thing. But I almost think it would be interesting if she didn't have access to her light weaving or anything unless she's just like, yes, I am Shalon right now. Have we seen Veil light weave beyond I thought putting we... up her face? I know, I know Vale accesses Stormlight and mm-hmm. burns up alcohol and stuff. So, do you know what? Eyes out. Maybe uh, Shallan will discover so many different facets that maybe there are facets that don't access pattern. Mm-hmm. This is so good. It's so good. I love it so much. But, oh, my gosh. I was freaking out. 
Rock got stabbed. He could have just have easily been killed. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Vale had stabbed, had like seriously tried to kill that other horn eater, mm-hmm. Rock could have died. Yeah. Shalon, your your actions have consequences. Oh my gosh. Oh, that wasn't Shalon. That was Vale. That was Shalon Vail. would never do something mm. like that. <laughs> but like you've got you've got Rock there with like his stabbed hand and he's like Maybe people are mad that at, like, being policed and they, like, assume that because I'm, like, wearing the colin blue that I'm part of the police force. Like, he's trying to, like, logic through why someone would stab him out A of stab. nowhere. <laughs> A-stab. Uh, but um, Shalon is approached... Oh, sorry, you go. I was going to start talking about that, just that Shalon uh, pretends that she's employed by the, the Blood Diamonds, the... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out again. Okay. The woman from before approaches Shalon who showed her the ghost blood symbol and is oh, like that's hey, right. I I want in. Mm-hmm. And Shalon's like, we're not hiring. <laughs> A lie. Sorry, Vale is like, we're not hiring. Total lie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this chapter ends early because Shalon doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm going to say, I think if Kaladin had run into a room with 50 magical holograms of him at all ages and appearances, he would have got hit with that a little harder. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think Shalon, Vale, and Radiant are like, mm, don't even worry about it. Put it in the box. <laughs> well... We're going to go into a flashback of Dalinar's. And there's no epigraph in front of these. So, Emily, oh. tell me about Blackthorn Unleashed. Well, it happened 29 years ago. Mm. And, um, okay. This, this little bit of, of Dalinar I found fascinating because it's, I think they're getting ready to go into battle. And they're burning prayers, which we know that the Alethi do. The women write the prayers out so that the men can burn them and they are they ascend to, you know, the heavens or whatever. And it's it's Evie's here, though the wife, though his yes. wife is here. Um and hold on, where is it? She's praying with incense. And he's kind of saying, like, people don't really care that she's a pagan. Like, it's kind of coached in the idea of, like, you can convert her. You're doing a good thing. (laughs) Flirt to convert Dalinar. (laughs) And Dalinar doesn't have her write out, basically, the prayer just because he's like, mine's short, sweet, to the point. His prayer is, let me be stronger than those who would kill me. Simple and to the point, the kind he figured the Almighty would prefer. And... She has very okay. She's kind of given me what's Dallin, what's uh Kaladin's dad's name? Hasina. Oh, uh, Liren. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew until you asked, and then so I was like, sorry. I've never heard of him before. Kaladin has a dad, <laughs> secret dad, secret um, father. <laughs> she says, "The one watch you near husband." Evia murmured, "And soften your temper." And he says, well, that's not the point of battle. And she says, you needn't kill in anger, Dalinar. If you must fight, do it knowing that each death wounds the one. And so, like, she's also trying, I think, to convert her husband because, mm-hmm. you know, that might just be uh, easier. Do you recognize any of the terminology from her religion? I don't. Have we heard it before? This is, yes, this is what the cobbler was speaking about to the little orphan. Uh, it's an Iriali oh. belief, and that's where Evie's from. Mm-hmm. that we are all the one. There is only one consciousness in the universe. And that's right. they are born and they live every single life. Mm-hmm. So you are part of the one and the people around you are just the one being born in different lives. Mm-hmm. So that is that is part of the belief system that we saw in the interlude with Justice Guy. Yeah. Stupid Justice uh, Guy. While he does not have Evie write a prayer for him, he does have a prayer, a written prayer tucked in his pocket. I was so upset about this because uh-huh. uh, right before this happens, like, you know, Evie's like giving him hugs and being like, you'll be fine. And Dalinar's like, uh, 
I'm a warrior. Like he's thinking this all like internally, like I'm a warrior and I know that people are laughing about this and like he will barely even kiss her. And she's okay with that. She's just like, I like you. You're great, you know. Okay, so he has a prayer in his pocket written by Navani, who wrote out the prayer because she was worried about Evie's skill set or whatever. And Delinar opts not to burn it and opts to save it. Like a handkerchief a maiden picks up from a knight at a duel, at a jousting tournament. Mm -hmm. You are cheating on your wife, sir. You're almost okay, well, wife. He, yeah, they're betrothed. And and apparently her brother is still driving a very hard bargain um, mm -hmm. before he will agree to the final engagement. Uh, something to keep in mind about this flashback. Mm -hmm. This is literally the memory Dalinar was referencing in Chapter 24. His okay. memory of the day he wanted to kill Gavilar on the battlefield. That's but right. But now... The addition of Evie in that memory changes it for him because mm -hmm. Evie is the one who asked him to fight without anger. And it's possible that it's Evie's influence was all that stopped him from killing Gavilar and taking Navani. Because Ga uh, Dalinar is overcome. Well, I mean, we'll go back and talk about this, but he is yeah. overcome by the thrill. Like enough that he's mindlessly killing his own soldiers. Yeah, his own soldiers are are he's like the enemy I think is in red and he like someone like eventually stops him from like doing his murder spree and he's just like, Oh it was but he doesn't, Kadesh. Feel, Kadesh, yes. And I feel like Dalinar is still in the thrill a little bit because he doesn't like have any an emotional reaction to this he's like well make sure their family and their you know people are taken care of these people that i accidentally yeah. killed with my friendly shard blade you know and friendly shard fire <laughs> um but yeah his mission on this battlefield gavilar basically gavilar points dalinar at a target and says go and dalinar is supposed to take down a specific shard bearer and Dalinar is like, ugh, just against one guy when I could be fighting against hydrants. Mm -hmm. We see him really go to town. And yeah. I I don't want to say that he felt no emotional response. I think he like takes responsibility and he's like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Well, take mm -hmm. care of their families. Yeah. Um But yeah, he doesn't he doesn't spend time mourning these men. Even though they weren't just, you know, Colinar blue men. They were his elites. They were his honor guard. This is mm -hmm. the equivalent of Elokar mindlessly killing Bridge Four members. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? Do you know what? Somebody loved these elites the same way we love Bridge Four. Like Elokar could have done that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so mean. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I yep, also want to yep. point out that we see Rishadium. I was expecting yeah. I was expecting Delinar to wild. get a Rishadium in this chapter. Hey Emily, what kind of spren follow Rishadium? <gasps> Music spren, for some reason, made no storming sense. For some reason. Are they connected to the listeners somehow? Because the listeners have rhythm? So I'm so glad you asked me this because I was about to tell you the only other time we've seen music spren was in the prologue of book one. There are music spren pulsing in rhythm above the Parshendi drummers. Mm, okay. So there's a connection. There's there's two dots for you. Thank you. Dot drop. But it seems like you made a connection without my help. So <laughs> nice. Uh, you can quit the podcast now. I'll just do it by myself. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck finding any heralds without my help. Oh, so mean. Touche. Or touche. <laughs> oh, Emily, the great is not coming back for season four, and I'm crushed. I'm so sad. I love so the sad. great. Are there any gingers or one-armed people in there that you could Will write you a sandwich? <laughs> Two is a line, not a pattern. <laughs> Just saying, all the ones you're working on right now have that. Both? All the ones. Both? <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody missing an arm in my actual original novel, okay? I mean, you're in charge of that. You could change that. Stop! <laughs> There's no 
no gingers either. Uh-huh. No gingers in that book. All right. You've been fired from being in my book. <laughs> so Dalinar, there's this cool duel where Dalinar takes down this other shard bearer. Mm-hmm. And the shard bearer crashes to the ground below and his own men descend upon him to take his shards. And Dalinar's like, like ah, and goes to kill more people. But like the thrill is always like more, more, more. Is and this Dalinar, all the there fight's is. over. Yeah. Yeah. The fight's over. He's killed everyone he needs like to kill. Like a ghost then... that's trying to get people to kill people in your theory. <laughs> and then Dalinar <laughs> runs at Cavalar. <laughs> But then, which, okay, where, uh, hold on, blade and plate, Dalinar said to Gavilar urgently, I want them both, but I give them to you, a gift for your children. Ha, Gavilar said, Yasna, what would she do with shards? She would be freaking awesome. That's what she would be. And she'd probably kick you off the throne and do a way better job than anybody else. She's got a blade already. We'll see if, if Yasna ever gets plate. I hope she does. She'd be amazing. She'd look incredible. Emily, uh, now that we know where shard blades come from, where does shard plate come from? I always assumed it had been passed down that it came from the Radiance. Like, that they can't build. Like, it will grow back. We know that. Like, it's self-replacing or self-replicating. But I... I all I know is that we can't make it. No, we can't. So now we know where Elokar's plate and blade came from. Mm-hmm. His father did not win them for him. Dalinar won Elokar's plate and blade for him. He wasn't even alive, was he, at the time? No, because he wasn't. He doesn't... Okay, it was only yeah, Yasna. He... And uh, Gavilar's just like, why didn't you... Keep it for your heirs. And Dalinar's like, well, I don't have them yet. And he's just like, eh, I think you will. All right. Well, that's that's it for this reading. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> that's all Brandon wrote. We're going to jump wait. in and talk about the Heralds. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that creepy drawing. Oh, so I don't know if those of you who have the book, it's like, it's it's another toothy, scary monster thing. Like a lo- like a log, like a log with with crooked eyes and a giant gaping mouth with teeth in it. I don't like it. Isaac, you know what it or whoever drew it. What? Do you remember Wonka and the Great Glass Elevator? Yes. And they go up to the space station, and there's those mm-hmm. creepy aliens on the space station that that are goop with eyes. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. A vermicious canid. That's what they are. Yeah. All right. The Heralds Tell me about for, the Heralds for 24. Okay, there's three of them. There's Ishar, the bald guy with the beard. Uh-huh. And then is Paula the one with the helmet? Or is that Chichinarach? Uh, it's Chach with the helmet, Chichinarach. And then Vedaletiv with the headband? Not no? quite. Uh, B- Batar. Yes. Okay. So... Chach represents being brave and being obedient, which I think is Dalinar's hope and wish. Yeah. Uh, Batar represents being wise and being careful. And Ishar uh, represents being pious and being guiding. So Ishar was the head of the... Oh my gosh, Megan, you can do it. Ishar was the head of the bondsmiths. I thought that... Yes, yes, sorry, sorry. Chichenarach uh, was the uh, herald of the Dustbringers. And this is the chapter where we meet our very first Dustbringer. So that's Malata. probably why Chach is here. Yep. And then Batar, she represents the Elskallers, which would have been Yasna's order. Oh, wait, sorry. Yasna's alive. Elskallers, which are <laughs> Yasna's order. So Yasna is mentioned in this chapter, and I think that's why we see Batar. And then uh, we meet our first Dustbringer, and um, Ishar's probably there because Dalinar's a bondsmith. Okay. Uh, the next one has no the, one like, uh, the placeholder 
Um, it's usually wit, but um, it's usually wit. I think it's because of the play. I honestly think that's I think, that's why. Yeah, he I think Shalon is really channeling wit here. Mm-hmm. And then Shalash, who is you know who Shalon is kind of named after, and mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. And then there are no heralds in front of the flashback. There so... are. Sorry, there's no epigraphs in front of the flashback. Sorry. Tell me tell me which heralds are in front of the flashback. Oh, Naylin. It's all stupid justice, Naylin. Do you think what Dalinar's doing is justice? No. No, he's, he's just killing there. people. He's Left just right. killing people. Wow. Is it maybe because there should be justice and Naylin is like, hey. <laughs> Think of me when you do wrong. Exactly. All right. What is our song for the week? Wait, real fast. I'm so sorry we didn't we didn't we didn't bring this up. Is that before Dalinar went to kill Gavilar, he didn't summon Rage Spren or Anger Spren. Dalinar had Passion Spren. The sort of passion like friend that we was... saw before the crystalline snow from when he was kissing Navani. Mm-hmm. So his deep passion for Navani is what egged him to go and try and kill Gavilar. So the thrill isn't just about rage or anger. It looks like you can have some thrills in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. I'm I'm worried about how Evie died now. Like, I'm really worried. I I don't want to read a blossoming love story of indifferent warlord to I love you passionately to I can't live without you and then she's taken away. Yeah, he was real sad when she died. Yeah. Apparently. He doesn't remember though. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so in favor of, sorry, in in deference to Shalon putting on a play for Pattern, the song Mm -hmm. this week is The Greatest Show from The Greatest Showman. I love that. Next week, we will be reading chapter 27, Playing Pretend. All right. Chapter 28, Another Option. And chapter 29, No Backing Down. Ooh. Oh, now this is over and done with. Emily, I would like to congratulate you on five podcast episodes being recorded in a day. We did a good thing. Wow. 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 And uh, we finished one couple- to watch. We finished one to watch for our miscellaneous feed. We yes. recorded some for our patron only feed, Marvel which. Feed. Yeah, so if you want to get onto that, uh, that is what you're going to find at the $12 level, the honorary sibling level, if you join that on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash it. We are doing a patron-only Marvel Cinematic Universe feed. Uh, the next tier down is Friend of the Pod for $7, uh, and that's where you're going to get your, uh, your episodes, episodes early. early on mondays instead of the tuesday and thursday schedule and then uh three dollars are we believing you and that gets you access to the discord which listen any you get access to the discord at any of the levels you can come hang out with us chit chat the day away and megan i'm so glad we said something because we do have some questions to take for this All right this podcast so let me pull that Noise. up really fast Okay, we've got two questions from Bullrog22. First one is, who are your favorite foils in Stormlight? (laughs) Take a wild guess, babes. (laughs) Okay, so I love the... We know I love Moash and Kaladin. Mm -hmm. I'm also loving the differences we're seeing and similarities in what Gavilar and Dalinar have both respectively done receiving the same visions from the remnants of honor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. What about I'm you? I'm afraid Emily? to say anyway, anyone, because apparently I don't know what a foil is. You do. <laughs> you do. I've explained it to you so many times. <laughs> and you took AP with Wolsey. <laughs> 
Sometimes I just like going with my heart instead of a definition. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'll look at you however <laughs> I want. Answer the question, Emily. Okay. The man's a patron. <laughs> Listen, I I also really love reading the Kaladin Moash storyline, especially where they diverge. I don't yeah. like Moash still. But I I That's love funny. seeing how both choices were done with passion and both choices were done because they both believed it was the right thing to do. And I just like seeing how it's diverged. Oh, when are we going to see Moash again? Are we going to see him again? Do you think I would tell <laughs> I'm you? I'm asking you. And I'm not going to tell you. I'm a member of the Patreon. It's called Rafo, baby. <laughs> okay. You're not my mom. <laughs> I don't just tell you stuff when you ask. I don't just tell you. Yeah, you're oh, right. That person yeah. is a herald. Uh, Megan was like, oh, by the way, mom knows things that you don't because she just asks. And I figured that's how you get normal people to read this book is by answering their questions. <laughs> All right. Uh so this next one, it's kind of two questions, but I'm going to count it as one. From Bullrog22, what characters are you most excited about seeing potentially interact in Oathbringer? Oh, I want Wit back. Where is he? I want to see Wit and Yasna interact. So bad. They're hanging out somewhere. They're somewhere. Um, I'm also interested. <gasps> I want to see Zeth and Rock interact. I want Rock's, like, okay. brand of positivity to be gifted to this man. And he's just like, like, remember when, like, it's not Shen anymore. What's his, what's his listener name? Relaine. Nope. Relaine. Um, nope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Renarin is the prince. Relaine <laughs> is the listener. I just pair those two up sometimes. <laughs> I like where Rock's just like, eh, it's not a big deal, whatever you are. Like, we'll accept you for who you are. And I just want, I just want Seth to know that, like, he has a safe place to land. All right, listeners. Wait, I said in. I'm not done yet. Okay. And Bullrock says, any predictions for future World Hopper characters? I'm hoping we see, oh, uh, what's the sister's name from Warbreaker? Siri? No, the other one. Vivenna? I want to see Venna come back, and I want to see her run into Vasher. Okay. Because last time we saw Nightblood, Vivenna had him. Had him, but now no longer, because Nightblood is now in the hands of Zeth. Yep. One thing to consider with that, though, is we don't know what the timeline is between here and hey, Warbreaker. There was no mention of timeline for the question. I okay. merely said okay. that's who I want to see. I hope all your dreams come true. Thank you. Once in a blue moon, you can have a character you like. As a treat. Listeners. Patrons. Sorry, listeners. This is for patrons. This is on the <laughs> Discord. Discord, tell me if I should tell Emily the herald she's seen. Because yes. Emily... They have not all been clarified as heralds in the books. A lot of them are words of Brandon that people mm. are like, was this a herald? Was this a herald? And Brandon has said yes. And, you know, we've kind of steered clear of words of Brandon and just done the books. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at, at this point, like, this is stuff I knew coming into Oathbringer. And I'm wondering if that's stuff you would like to know. Okay. So say yes, yes, everybody. Say yes. Say yes to heralds. To tell Emmy. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to another one of our episodes. And special thanks to Michael B. and Cardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. We use it for all of our intros and outros. I don't know how many episodes ahead we are of recording Oathbringer. We are probably done with posting one to watch for sure. And mm -hmm. we're either in the middle of our Our Flag Means Death coverage or we're just finally getting started on the guest for Ted specifically. <laughs> thanks for being so patient, Ted. You're our favorite yeah and uh we love you all thank you for being our listeners and patrons and friends mm -hmm. well i'm i want to go play video games oh i have to cook dinner i'm starving <laughs> i gotta get back to cooking dinner I'm can you see where my my hierarchy of needs are it's like video games first food later i'm gonna go get back to writing my book
Would you care to guess how many hours I've already put into the video game I'm playing? 26. So it's Horizon Forbidden West. Well, you have I'm to be playing it now yeah, on my PlayStation 5. You have to 5. redo everything. When yeah. did you, you so, just sorry, started this playing is, today? This is total. How many I've put? Oh, 217. This is combined with my PS4. Do you know what? That's really close. It's 380. <laughs> and I could transport the data from my PS4 saves, but um, it turns out it re it restarted all my trophies. And now I'm like, I kind of want to earn all the trophies again and get the platinum twice. Although I don't think I, I totally finished platinuming Horizon Forbidden West. I don't think I finished the Hunter the hunter runs so emily if you have time could you finish getting my platinum trophy on the playstation <laughs> sure, 4 me <laughs> i'd really appreciate that i think you have to play a couple games of machine strike you've got to get stripes at all the hunters quarries and i don't know probably run the race i was i was super super close i was three trophies away so i think you could do it thank you for believing in me i appreciate you i appreciate you Ready, break!